Welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brewers Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you're all having an absolutely terrific day today. It's nice weather actually down here in Florida. It's nice and sunny. Wasn't that cold this morning, but I'll still take the sunshine any day. And as we're starting to see now this beyond the idiotic <laughs> stage being set up again i feel like we're watching a, a bad movie over and over and over again i had a customer excuse me a listener email me a video yesterday from clayton new jersey and i'm gonna send it over to sharon i'm gonna have her uh post it up on the st brower account and it was quite strange actually and they had posted it up on facebook as well and it's a testing line outside of clayton new jersey and the the car's are backed up for miles. The video goes on for like over a minute, almost a minute and a half, and the line never stops. It just keeps going further and further. And they said this was the site in Clayton, New Jersey. The line for testing today on Facebook was miles long down this road. I'm not exaggerating. People were waiting three to four-plus hours. It went all the way past Jimmy John's, which is the next town over, and that's further even from where the video cut off. It's another mile past the video where it stops and I was just shaking my head the fact that people have nothing else to do besides sit in a line all day long so they can get told whether or not they have a virus now the thing that I've seen now and I talked to my buddy about this last night and I said this is where they're going to start going with this you guys remember I just talked about it beginning of the week the COVID pill that the FDA just approved for Pfizer, the Paxlovid, how it's designed to treat mild to moderate COVID as young as 12, but you know, essentially can have life-threatening reactions if it's mixed with any medications like statins, blood thinners, or antidepressants. Okay, I've talked about that. Now, it's interesting about this. You need to go back a little bit over a month and a half ago. This was back on November 18th, just like right, like a week before the alleged Omicron transformer variant just happened to pop up. This is November 18th. The story says President Joe Biden and pharmaceutical company Pfizer announced an agreement Thursday for the drug maker to provide the government with 10 million courses of its oral antiviral pill for a $5.3 billion contract. The oral treatment is being reviewed by the FDA, and the agreement is contingent on FDA authorization. Biden went on to say we're making the necessary preparations now to ensure these treatments will be easily accessible and free sent right to your home. So we just got told last week that they're producing 500 million test kits to send everybody for free, right? Now they're going to be buying 10 million K courses of this Pfizer COVID pill that apparently blows your kidney and your livers out from what they're saying. If you have any liver or kidney problems, you're not supposed to take this drug. Now, what happens when people start dropping dead from this medication now? Are they going to be COVID deaths? You're absolutely right. That's what they're going to list it as. This whole stage is being set up again to have another wave of deaths from more people getting sick inside their own homes because they took a test that showed that they had something, even though if they had nothing, and then were given a pill to essentially kill them. How in the world are you possibly going to watch and monitor this drug usage as far as from Pfizer with this COVID pill with people that are on statins and blood thinners and antidepressants. Ironically enough, they're saying that this pill is going to be primarily for people that are uh, higher risk and elderly, right, and 
majority of elderly people are on medications such as statins and blood thinners. So I think it's pretty safe to say, not that far-fetched, that this is going to be the next phase of wiping out a whole nother subset of the population with basically giving them these pills for free, giving them the test to take so it tells them they're sick, and then continuing to push the narrative. Remember, the PCR test, even by the CDC's own admittance, doesn't detect between SARS, COVID, and influenza. doesn't differentiate anything. Remember, they came out on their own website. You can see after December 31st, 2021, CDC will draw the request to the U.S. FDA for emergency use authorization of the real-time PCR diagnostic panel. Right there on, on the CDC's website. A big disclaimer, they have lab alert changes to CDC, PCR, SARS, COVID test. This is from July 21st, 2021. They blatantly put it out there and talk about how basically laboratories and testing sites have been using this for the transition to another FDA COVID-19 test. This is what they're getting everybody ready to do. The tests are all about to start being positive. Everybody's going to start be having positive tests now. That's why you're seeing literally tens of thousands of people getting in line to get tested, and all of a sudden the next day, oh, there's, there's been another 100,000 new cases just in one day. How is this happening? How is this happening? It's spreading. Not spreading. There's no, no significant risk going on as far as anything more than people getting sick from the flu or another virus. This is 100% being used to push the narrative with more lockdowns, more restrictions, more mandates, and more overall control. And the very fact that people are standing in line for hours and hours and hours to have their brains swabbed, to simply be told whether or not they're sick when they have no symptoms, boggles my mind. But that, again, shows you how well the people have been programmed through the mainstream media. I just got get notified yesterday, Hillsborough County, Tampa, all county buildings in Hillsborough, Tampa, will now be mandating all employees and anybody that enters the county buildings to be forcibly masked. Basically, you've got to wear a muzzle now to go in any county building in Hillsborough, any county facility, excuse me, as well. What? So the county facility has to wear a mask, but no place else has to wear a mask. So you're somehow going to be this, you know, Virtue signaler when you go into the county facility? No, guys. Again, it's all about flipping it up. Again, they're going to keep this going as long as everybody keeps buying it. And I saw a meme yesterday, and it was quite accurate. And I I need to send it to um, mom because I thought it was really funny when I saw it. And what it said was, I don't know about you, but if I got three flu shots in one year and I still got the flu, I would have some very serious questions to ask. And I got rid and I started laughing. I said, think about that for a second. If you got the flu shot, three times you got the flu shot this year, and then you still get the flu, aren't you going to kind of go, this is a bogus shot. I don't know why I keep injecting myself with this, and it doesn't obviously work. Well, yeah, that's the case. It's not supposed to work. It was never designed to be a vaccine because it's not a vaccine. And what I personally think we're seeing now, and there's been a lot of scientists that have been researching this, I personally think one of the reasons why you're seeing so many positive cases with people that have been injected and they're getting sick is because they're producing spike proteins, the very spike proteins that the tests are looking for. Remember, it makes you turn into a pathogen production manufacturing site. You start making spike proteins, and then all of a sudden you test positive for that same SARS-CoV spike protein allegedly, and then they go, oh, my gosh, how did this happen? 
you got to look at everything that's going on. And when you see more and more people just going absolutely nuts, like we saw with that Karen lady on the plane the other day in that video, and all these other people now, we're starting to see incidents of people dying left and right. Saw Emmy Award-winning star drops dead from heart attack at 58. Basically, he was a Canadian filmmaker, Jean-Marc Vallée. Saw another one that was a New York, uh, New York Times editor bragging about getting a shot, gets his booster shot. Next morning, dies from massive heart attack in bed. This isn't coincidental, guys. This is happening all over the country, and they're suppressing it as much as they can because nobody is supposed to be questioning the narrative whatsoever. And that's why it's so important we continue to get the truth out there. I know I say that every day, and I'm not trying to be redundant, but I am at the same time. We have to fight back against all the lies and misinformation and continue to try to wake up as many people as we can because that video with that line in New Jersey, I, that was so disappointing to me. I was like, wow, you know, how brainwashed have the sheep become that they're literally – I mean, I don't, a lot of those cars, I don't even know how they're going to sit there all day and not run out of gas. I'll be honest with you. I mean, you sit there three, four hours in a car idling, you're going to suck down a quarter, half a tank. If you're not full, I mean, you're going to be just burning fuel all day long while you sit there to wait to get your nose swabbed. How crazy is this? What do you think, Deb? Very good introduction, Austin. Here's the thing. We don't know how long that line is in New Jersey. Do you remember a couple of years ago, I had a friend of mine who was a pilot, and he flew me up to the state line where Interstate 75 was supposed to be closed, and it was supposed to be backed up for you know miles and miles and miles with people being restricted as far as coming into Florida because the COVID lockdowns had shut down the interstates. All of it was a lie. Every bit of it was a lie. I mean, I talked to my pilot friend. He goes, you really want to fly all the way up to Valdosta, Georgia? And I said, yeah, I want to see what Interstate 75 looks like. And we, and we flew all the way up there. And there was nobody. There was nobody blocking the interstate. There was no line. And he, all the reports, you know, Governor DeSantis has closed Florida. Interstate 75 blocked, you know. It was a lie. Every stinking thing was a lie. Nobody had anything blocked. And how do we know in New Jersey? they got miles and miles of cars waiting in line to get COVID swabbed. How do we know that's not a food bank that they put out two years ago to give out free turkeys? And all of a sudden now they take that video and they take that footage and they show it again. These people are waiting to get swabbed. You don't know what it is. And that's the problem that we have with the media. Everything's a stinking lie. It really is. You know, we had a capital insurrection on January the 6th. They tried to do a hostile coup of the United States of America and overthrow the government. No, they didn't. They went up there under, under the, under the direction of the now defunct, now discredited Donald Trump, who's still pushing a kill shot jab and decided to march on the Capitol building with no intention whatsoever of overthrowing the sitting government. That's what they're turning it into. And all those people have been languishing and locked up in jail for a year while the, why the narcissistic megalomaniac Trump runs around telling people to take the kill shot and lives on his private jets and on his on his planes and in Mar-a-Lago and all of his resorts around the world that the Rothschild banking cartel back in 1989 gave him because they bought him out of bankruptcy. Yeah, that Trump, that Donald Trump, you know, other talk show hosts are finally, finally. Guys who basically have supported him the entire time are finally coming out and saying, He's either the most evil person the world's ever known or he's very, very misinformed. Well, they got to give themselves an out, don't they? They can't just say he's the most evil person after they've been promoting him for five years. And, and this is the problem that we run into all of the time, isn't it? 
that the media directs the course of our behavioral patterns by the videos they show us, which basically are lies. I had an old guy one time told me a long time ago, he says, I don't believe anything I see on TV. I don't believe anything I hear on radio. He goes, in fact, I don't believe half the stuff that I personally see because I don't know if it's being staged. And I thought, whoa, that's kind of a cynical way of looking at life. And I thought, wait a minute. He's probably right, isn't he? You know, look what happened with Goebbels in Germany. We have super weapons. We're coming out with, the, you know, the, I mean, you know, Hitler's already like hanging out in the bunker, getting bombarded by Russian artillery. And the whole world's coming to an end for Germany as far as they know it, as far as their real existence over there. And we have super weapons. We're going to win the war. Get the 10 and 12 year olds out. Let them fight in the streets. What? And there were still people that were so absolutely convinced that Grubel was telling the truth. They believed all that stuff. My mom was there. She told me they still believed it. It was crazy what happened over there. And then finally, my mom got over here and she goes, I can't believe how the American people are doing what the German people did. They're so dumb. It's like, you know, we were. We were so dumb till we believed everything. And guys, it's so true, isn't it? If we continue to believe the narratives, it's like, you know, now that, that Dawson talked about, you know, going to S.T. Brower, Sharon's account, his mom, my wife, S.T. Brower. Instagram account. He's going to send a meme to her that says, well, if I got three flu shots in one year and I still got the flu, I'd have a problem with that. I mean, how in the world do you ever get past having the flu over and over and over and over again when you supposedly have taken three kill shots to not have the flu? It's true, isn't it? And, you know, the Hillsborough County stuff. Hillsborough County is a super liberal county. It always goes Democrat. Has a huge homeless population over there. Had a pastor that used to be a friend of mine, and he has a church over there, and he said, you don't have to worry about Hillsborough County. I'm going to make sure it goes Republican on the next election. And it didn't. It's him just running his mouth again. And all this stuff, on and on and on and on and on. And then we have to look at these drugs that Austin was talking about with pharmacia. They give you these drugs. Now we got a new pill from Pfizer that's supposed to be like, you know, a new miracle pill. But is it a blessing or is it a curse? I mean, that mostly doesn't mean another curse you know, from pharmacia. Drugs, drugs, and more drugs, says Pharmakia. Bible says they're all going to hell for what they did with the Pharmakia, what they did to human beings. You know, years ago, I, uh, you know, in fact, I'll, I'll tell you, I had, I had Lois, uh, Sharon, my wife, had a, um, had a, had a, her, she was having some issues, you know, with an infection. And they gave her an antibiotic. They gave her a peptic ulcer. And then the doggone antibiotic, it said, Right in the, in the, in the, on the paper, in the warnings, do not give the women over the age of 60. It causes peptic ulcers. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, what the heck? So I called the doctor up and, you know, and he gave her that prescription. I thought, did he not know? And the answer is no, he didn't know. He didn't know because he simply had no idea that that drug would do that. But he should have looked it up before he gave it to her. But here's the problem we have with all of this stuff. We have drugs and we have un, un, unintentional consequences. You know, 50% of the drugs within five years that are approved by the Federal Drug, Food and Drug Administration, you know, if you can put the failed drug administration, 50% either have their warning labels changed or they're taken off the market because of unintended consequences. And then the, the FDA goes, we need 75 years to release the data on why we approved the experimental COVID kill shot. <laughs> 75 years. Make sure every one of those guys are dead, gone, and buried, including their grandchildren, probably. I mean, this is where they're going with this stuff, guys. They're not going to tell you the truth. They're turning it into another Kennedy assassination mess. And, and, and this is what we run into. And then, then this, this news story yesterday that I, I talked about it, 
It's so funny. We cover the news all the time, and I talk about a Karen on an airplane, and I get such a kick out of it because I, I, I talk about the Karen on the airplane, and suddenly we get this. I get all you people saying, "Well, that was absolutely great," you know, you know, thing that you covered on, on Karen. We loved it, and I, and I start, I start laughing. I'm like, you know, we try to cover all of this news, and yet I, I do kind of like a little parody yesterday with this Karen. And we get all this response from all over the world. Oh, we love the way you talked about that. <laughs> I just started laughing. I thought, wow. And now all these other major news stories are picking it up. In fact, even uh, Zero Hedge picked it up and said, women charged with assault after punching and spitting on an unmasked passenger during a Delta flight. And, uh, you know, this woman was identified as Patricia Yannick Cornwall, <laughs> was charged with assaulting by striking or beating or wounding a crime which is punishable by a fine of up to one year in jail if found guilty. Now, this is against an elderly person, so it may actually be more than that. And then she said something, and I thought this was, this was, this was funny. You know, she has, according to the complaint and sworn affidavit from the FBI task force, Richard Yared, the incident happened during the flight from Tampa to Atlanta, Georgia. The disputes were started over a beverage cart blocking the aisle. So the dispute wasn't started over the mask. It was started over a beverage cart. <laughs> and, I, and guys, listen to me. I've been on the planes before, and I have to go to the bathroom. And I'm at the back of the plane going to the bathroom, and I walk up, and now they're serving food. And now they tell me, we're sorry. You can't get by the beverage cart. You'll need to take a seat somewhere in the back of the plane or stand by the toilet, <laughs> which I've had that happen, too, until we finished the beverage service. And I'm like, oh, gosh, this is ridiculous. But Okay. You know, my bad. I got up during the food service. I got it. Okay. Cause they can't push the cart all the way up. And so this woman basically gets caught behind the beverage cart. And then she gets really, really mad that she basically is, you know, stuck and she can't get back to her seat. This is how it all started. It didn't start over a mask, started over the beverage part. And I got to read you this. This is so funny. This, she says, it's this, this Jezebel pitches the fit and she says, who am I, Rosa Parks? And let me stop for one second. A lot of you younger listeners don't know who Rosa Parks is. Rosa Parks was a girl, a woman in Alabama who was told to go sit on the back of the bus because she was black. And she didn't want to walk to the back of the bus. She said because her feet hurt. She didn't want to do it. And it started that whole civil rights movement in Alabama. That's who Rosa Parks is, in case people don't know that. But here she says, who am I, Rosa Parks? Cornwall responded when the flight attendant asked her to find an open seat. Until the beverage service was completed, the male passengers identified as RSM in the complaint seemed to think that Cornwall's response was inappropriate and told her that she isn't black, <laughs> this isn't Alabama, and this isn't a bus. And I had to laugh about that. Cornwall then turned on the male passenger and ended up striking his head with a closed fist, causing visible injury. She also spat in the pastor's face in the head area. And she was taken by flight security, restrained for the remainder of the flight, as should any crazy person be restrained. She was released on Monday after a $20,000 bond. Uh, court records posted. The federal public defender, basically done, was assigned to her testimony. Now, when she said that, when he said to her, this is you aren't black. This isn't Alabama and this isn't a bus. This passenger basically let her know that he was an educated man. She probably was educated, too, because she knew who Rosa Parks was. And it reminds me, I'm going to play it for you just a second if I can get it loud enough on my phone so you guys can hear it. It reminds me of a scene with Tom Selleck in Quigley Down Under. 
<laughs> I love that movie. Oh, my gosh, I love that movie. If you guys want to see a good Western movie, it's Tom Selleck and Quigley Down Under. Now, it's got a couple of places where it's got some bad language in it that I don't like. It's got a couple of some amazing one-liners. He's looking at this, his girlfriend at the end, and he gets, says to her, you're, you look so beautiful in the morning sun, or something like that. It was so Sharon, I'm Sharon goes, see here, she says, wow, that's a good line. And, and I laugh about it because he's got some great lines in it. Now, he's about to have a shootout at the end of the movie with the bad guy. And the bad guy basically is lining Tom Selleck up to kill him. And uh, Tom Selleck says, this ain't Dodge City because it's happening in Australia. This ain't Dodge City and you aren't Bill Hickok. <laughs> so listen to this line. And this, is, this reminds me of what this woman said yesterday about Rosa Parks and how his response was back to him. Here we go. Listen. This ain't Dodge City. You ain't Bill <laughs> <laughs> And that was the end, wasn't it? Yesterday, where that happened the other plane, that wasn't Dodge City. She wasn't Bill Hickok, and she wasn't Rosa Parks. She wasn't a bus. She's not black, and, 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 it, and it's not, and it's not, and it's not Dodge City. But guys, that's a great movie. If you want to see it, Austin? What do you think? Of what's your next story? No, that that is funny. I, I saw the same thing. And what's interesting about this now with her is she's going to have a hard time getting out of this one because apparently, from what I've uh, read, she's had two prior arrests for domestic batteries. Surprise, surprise. And she also had a DUI last year as well in Florida, apparently. And so this is going to put her down as a repeat offender, not to mention this is going to be felony battery on a elderly in the state of Florida, which is, like I said, is a felony. So this one might actually end up hitting her with some jail time because she's a repeat offender. A lot of times if you do something really stupid and you have, like, no history, um, criminal history, a lot of times you can get stuff dismissed and dropped down to probation or community service. Even stuff's a felony, sometimes they'll, they'll drop it down to a misdemeanor. I've seen a lot of good attorneys do that. But the problem you run into is if you've had repeated violent charges put on you, including domestic battery, which allegedly she's had two arrests for that in the past, that's really, really, really bad in front of a judge when you basically have been arrested multiple times for this, and now you're on the line for felony battery on the elderly. That's going to be a bad place for her to be in because that's going to require at least, I think, at least two or three years. And uh, I don't know if they'll, you know, plea bargain, whatever they'll do, but She's got herself in a pickle with this. So best thing to do, and I've told people this, when you're out in public, and I've had it happen before, some people just do stupid stuff or they make a comment or you don't like it, dude, temper your anger. I mean I get a lot of times stuff's irritating. A lot more people are stressed right now. And uh, I remember I was – it was just a couple weeks ago, and I was standing right offset to the counter of this um, – Fish, like fish fillet area. They had like salmon and stuff like that. This restaurant, I was going to pick up food. And so I'm standing like off to the side waiting on them to get my food because I'm just getting pick up, takeout. And all of a sudden, this couple walks in and they're, they're probably, you know, in their 50s and uh, husband and wife. And she walks over the counter. They're all masked up. They have their double mask on and they go over the counter and there's this big bottle of hand sanitizer, which is just disgusting to me that I've watched this all the time. People just shove alcohol all over their hands and just kill their bacteria, natural bacteria on their hands all day long. It's asinine to do this. And she walks over and she just whams down on the, the uh, alcohol bottle as far as for the, the hand sanitizer. And it squirts over and a bunch of it lands like on the bottom of my jeans. I mean, it shoots like all the way across the room and misses a bunch of me by a bunch, then hits me on a bunch of the leg. 
And I look at it, and I'm like, what the heck? Are you serious right now? I said, was that necessary? And she goes, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but if you weren't standing there, you wouldn't get it all over you. It'll probably happen again if you don't move. And I looked at her and said, what did you just say to me? And all of a sudden, her husband goes, oh, well, you, you're just, yeah, you, it's not a big deal. You need to calm down. And I'm looking, I'm like, dude, I'm not even upset. I said, but geez, you're going to act cocky like that over it? Well, there's, there's not a problem here. It's just fine. And I thought to myself, and I'm looking at him, and I'm like, you know what? They're wearing their double mask, which means they're extremely uneducated already. They're putting hand sanitizer all over their whole body, it seemed like. So they're already even more less educated. And now I'm about to get in a fight with an elderly couple in the middle of a restaurant over hand sanitizer. And I looked at it and I said, you know what, guys? Have a nice meal. You guys have a good night. And I just, I just ignored him, turned around and walked to the other side of the counter as my food was getting ready. And I, cause I, I almost started getting really, really hostile when she made that comment to me and then he got all mouthy. And I thought, you know what? There's a time and a place to get in a fight. And that wasn't one of them. And there was no positive end to that. Cause remember, if you get in a fist fight, you get in a physical altercation with somebody and they're in their sixties, not to mention you're dealing with the elderly aspect of it from a criminal standpoint. There's no positive spin. If you get in a fight with a dude that's 70 years old and you beat him up, you beat up a 70-year-old and now you're going to jail for felony battery. If this guy's like old retired Marine Corps and he's just a hard butt and you end up getting your butt whooped by a 70-year-old, now you got everybody saying, oh, yeah, there's so-and-so. A 70-year-old whooped his butt the other day in that restaurant. Did you hear about that? It's so it's a, it's a lose-lose. There is no upside to getting in an altercation like that, and that's exactly <laughs> that's what this right. lady. This, this lady obviously didn't understand. There was no upside doing what she did. You know, other than she may have a bunch of TikTok views. Now, like Dad said, I don't know. I, I don't know anything about that platform, but I mean, who knows? But one thing I do know now over 10 million charges. Yeah, she's got, she's got charges she's got to deal with now. And this is going to be a whole fun road for her in the middle of all this stuff. And so, again, this is so important while you use discernment and wisdom because more and more people are going to start acting more hostile, ruder, more obnoxious, more uneducated. They're going to do stupid things. And um, it's just part of it right now. And the sad part about it is, too, in my opinion, this is my opinion. The more people keep wearing these masks and the more people keep getting injected and getting sicker, it's also going to cause them to be more irritable and it's going to cause them to basically not use as much reasoning skills because they're going to be getting – remember, we're just sick and everybody knows if you're really sick, you're not really sitting there you know, contemplating deep thoughts. You're pretty much like, dude, I just want to sleep and go to bed. I feel horrible right now. Like I just want to feel better. You're not doing a whole lot of deductive reasoning and self-reflection about yourself. You're just like, dude, I want to feel better. That's all I care about right now. That's exactly what people are going to start getting into that cycle to where they're going to be willing to take any drug, any shot, any treatment just so they can possibly maybe slightly feel better, not knowing that they're literally digging their own grave and they're continuing to stack on more drugs, more chemicals, more injections that are literally going to lead ultimately to a very, very horrific death in most cases, as we've seen very clearly with remdesivir and how absolutely horrific that drug is. And so, again, it's just something that everybody needs to use discernment and wisdom and try to be the bigger man, so to speak. Also, too, an other news story, and I'm going to let Dad touch base on this as well because I thought this was very interesting now. Now they're saying in New York that 
COVID cases that are skyrocketing in New York could bring a mistrial in the Ghislaine Maxwell case. Judge warns, jury signals it's at a good point to work towards a verdict and basically tells them to hurry up so they don't have to have a mistrial if the jury can't reach a verdict. Now, obviously, we knew this whole entire story with Ghislaine Maxwell was more than likely going to get swept under the rug, and very clearly now they're using this as an excuse. So not surprising by any means, but again, it shows you exactly what Dad said a second ago. Pretty much everything we're showed from a scripted media standpoint is nothing but theater and lies in order to change the perception of how people view things and in order to elicit different behaviors that they want to have done in the direction and goals that they want them done. So I just thought that was interesting. What do you think about that, Dad? Well, you know, when you get a, <laughs> a Jewish lesbian <laughs> – Sorry, I know I'm not. I, I'm just, I'm just. To me, the whole thing becomes humorous. I, I just laugh about it now. When you get a Jewish lesbian who's already in most people's, including according to the Torah, okay, according to the Old Testament, is who's already a pervert, okay. Basically, holding trial over another Jewish bisexual, probably also partial lesbian or whatever, just Lane Maxwell. How in the world is she supposed to see anything wrong with what Ghislaine Maxwell is doing? And now they're saying they're going to have a mistrial if they can't come up with a verdict. And what does that mean? Are they going to go ahead and go to the entire, you know, <laughs> show, show, entire show trial again? And I, I just, I come up with the same question all the time. And I, I just look at this and I just shake my head. Why hasn't anyone said that Ghislaine Maxwell is Mossad? Why hasn't anyone said that Jeffrey Epstein is Mossad? Why hasn't anybody brought up does Jelaine Maxwell have a dead woman switch in the event that she's going to have all of this stuff released as far as these people on these videos? Last night I spoke to another talk show host who's a big Trump supporter, and uh, he said to me, he said, uh, you know, I don't really understand what's going on with Donald Trump. <laughs> I just laughed, and I said, I know you're a Trump supporter. I said, I know you know Donald Trump. And I said, I know you consider him to be some type of pseudo friend or whatever. I said, but the reality is this. Just Lane Maxwell said that Jeffrey Epstein had Donald Trump on videotape. <laughs> I mean, it's just that's the way it is. Now, whether you want to admit that or whether that's true or whatever, somebody has got Donald Trump, you know, how should I say, by the throat, and he's doing whatever the New World Order is telling him to do. It's like he's a sock puppet right now they've got his hands shoved up his back like in that one movie that will smith did years ago on the aliens you know and uh, men in black and he had a little sock puppet in there <laughs> telling donald trump what to do and what to say and, and and i said you know why do you think he's doing this i mean obviously they've got him by something and and it, it was crickets it was crickets he didn't respond to any of that and i and i thought well that's interesting he's not even responding to it See, you know, and it's and it's true, isn't it? When you finally have to stop and take a look at what's really going on, and you have to stop and make a decision on what to do, and you've got to stop and look at the real facts and not have it all obfuscated, and you've got to peel the layers of the onion back, and you look at somebody you thought was one way, and suddenly they're not that way, and suddenly you realize that you made a mistake and that you've been deceived. Now, mind you, a whole bunch of us got to see back in 2015 because 
of our absolute disgust towards the witch of Benghazi, especially when Julian Assange, who basically is still in prison, was basically sending out the WikiLeaks information about all of the stuff with Podesta and sacrificing a chicken to Moloch and all of the crazy stuff that was out there. And then, and then you look at the Kabbalah influence and all of this stuff and the Zohar. Now, I'm going to say something here, and this is really it's just important because the, the show host I was talking to last night is a Christian, but he was also raised, you know, Jewish. You know, here's the thing. Sooner or later, if you're a Jewish Christian and you basically are a Messianic Jew, I guess you would call it, you know, you've got to recognize, you know, what the Jews did, you know, with the Russian Revolution. You've got to recognize that it was almost pretty much a Jewish revolution in Russia that was financed by a Jewish banking cartel, the Rothschild, who claimed to be Jews, but they are not. They are of the synagogue of Satan. And you kind of got to own it, just to, be honest, just to be honest with you. It's kind of like with me being German. Sooner or later, you got to admit that Hitler did some pretty stupid stuff. Sooner or later, sooner or later you got to admit that the German people basically got themselves hoodwinked into bleeding a whole bunch of lies from Goebbels. And you got to realize they did a lot of bad things in concentration camps, though I disagree with some of the numbers they come up with. The concentration camps were very real. They were primarily slave labor camps. And even Steven Spielberg said in his movie Schindler's List when he got the award for that, that this movie was dedicated to the 4.5 million Jews who were still alive in concentration camps at the end of World War II. You can go look them up, and if you can find that on, on audio, you can listen to it. But that's what he said because it really I, – I thought it was interesting because – if Hitler really wanted to kill everybody in the concentration camps, which were slave labor camps, they were building munitions, a lot of them, why would he allow 4.5 million Jews to stay alive at the end of the war to tell everybody what had happened? Well, all he, all he had to do was shut the water off to the concentration camps, and they all would have been dead within three to five days anyhow before the end of the war was over with. But he didn't do that. There were 4.5 million Jews left alive. Now, let me mention one other thing, too. Germany was basically unable to feed its own population. The same thing happened in World War I during World War II. Uh, the German people were basically starving to death because of the embargoes and because of all the boycotts and all the other things that were happening during the war. And so these people who were in the, quote, slave labor concentration camps, there wasn't food to feed them. Plus, the Allies had blown up the bridges and the railroads and the railways going into the concentration camps so the food couldn't be delivered for the, if they'd had it. And the German troops were starving. The people were starving. Everybody was starving. So let's not forget about the Civil War and what happened in the northern states as far as the quote-unquote prisoner of war camps against the southern soldiers. And in the southern states with the prisoner of war camps against the northern states. Every time there's a war and there's a food shortage, the people who basically are the ones fighting the war, the ones who get the food, the ones who are quote-unquote slave labor or interned, if the food's not available, they're going to be the ones who don't get fed. I'm just going to say that to you guys and just be just direct about all of that stuff. But the German people had to own what happened in World War II. They had to own it after Hitler basically took off to Argentina with his girlfriend. He's not, he wasn't dead. He's dead. They've been dead now a long time, but he took off to Argentina because they were going to re resurrect the Third Reich. You know, don't believe any of that stuff that he got killed in the bunker. They did the DNA on the doggone corpses. It was a woman who they said was Hitler. What even him? So remember what happened with the German people, and they need to own it. And I say this to my Jewish messianic friends and also to my Jewish friends. You know, you got to realize that, you know, there are a lot of things that the Jewish people were involved in, though they may have been the synagogue of Satan, which means they really weren't Jews. They were claiming to be Jews, but they were not, like the Bible says. 
But you got to realize that this entire Rothschild banking cartel and Sabatain Zevi and Jacob Frank and all of the guys from a historical standpoint and all of the stuff that happened in the Old Testament. Oh, my gosh. With, you know, God finally saying in Deuteronomy, he's talking to Moses before the end of Deuteronomy, that basically that he knew that these people were going to fall and worship other idols and sacrifice their children and they were going to be scattered. He, he knew what was going to happen. Why did God know that? Because God's omnipresent. Just like God knew the German people weren't going to do what they needed to do in order to get Hitler back out of power to kill him. God, God knows everything. you got to remember that. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he knows everything. And so we can't try to fool God. That's why I was talking to you last week. And I said, don't try to play games with God when you're praying. Just, just tell him the truth. You know, if, if you don't want to pray for somebody, and but you know you need to, just say, Lord, you know, I don't want to pray for these people, but I know I need to. That's the way you do it. You don't come in and say, oh, I love so-and-so. Don't do that. God knows you don't. Remember, and I'm going to say it, and I've said it a couple times, when John was on the Isle of Patmos writing the book of Revelation, God was already where we are right now all at the same time seeing what was happening. He tells John to write it down. So that he knew this was going to happen because God is omnipresent. You know, Dr. Rutland and I, I promoted this show the other day again. But, you know, Dr. Rutland and I talked about that on the show that I did with him last month. You guys need to listen to that, what omnipresent really means. But listen, here's, now there's, this is our, I posted this on the website too, and I got to cover it today because it's so, so funny. Russia mocks woke American snowflakes with Christmas diversity guide. This is, it came out of from Russia today. And it was so funny. It was parent number one. They had a video, you know, T-shirt on. Parent number two. And then they had the gay parent number three. Unbelievable. And it goes, as American institutions continue to slide deeper and deeper into wokeism and attempts to resist the resistance are met with canceled campaigns and authoritarianism, all that's left at this point is parody. To that end, the Russian state-sponsored RT put together a two-minute clip mocking everything that the American left has become with a Christmas tolerance diversity guide, 2022, which trolls the U.S. with everything from feminized husbands to transgender snowmen to culturally appropriating reindeer. It is hilarious, guys. you got to watch it. It's two minutes. I posted it yesterday at the Health Masters news feed. It's called Russia Mocks the Woke American Snowflakes with the Christmas Diversity Guide. And it's true, isn't it? We've allowed this Kabbalist, Luciferian sect of transgenders and weirdos to come in and tell us that we can't say Merry Christmas anymore. We have to say Happy Holidays. Or we have to say Season Greetings. Or we have to say Happy Xmas and take Christ out because they hate Jesus so much because he came to deliver us from the evil one and they worship the evil one. I just thought I'd mention that. And so this parody that they played for the two minutes... It's, there's a lot of video associated with it, or I'd play it as an audio. That audio doesn't do it justice. But when you get a chance, go to the Health Masters website and look at it and realize that we have to stand our ground. And also, is also right about one other thing. When you're carrying deadly force and someone says something to you, just walk away. I'm letting you know that right now. Just walk away. It's not worth it. It isn't worth Losing your life, losing your friend's lives, losing somebody else's life, killing someone else because somebody made you mad at a gas pump or somebody made you mad on the highway. Just walk away. You're carrying deadly force. 
And they need to be made aware of that. I remember, I remember a couple of years ago, I was at a movie theater. Some guy went berserking the theater. I won't go into detail with it. Started screaming and yelling at me and Sharon. The theater was like empty. Screaming and yelling. I got up. I've got my gun. It's in my pocket. My hand's on it. He's screaming, yelling. I walked out and I called 911. Sheriff showed up. Okay. He, I'm standing in the hallway. We'd already walked out of the theater. He walks into the theater, grabs the guy. <laughs> he brings him out. And then he asked me to see my concealed weapons permit. And then he says to me, are you carrying a gun right now? I said, yeah. And the guy, the guy was like five feet away when this guy's looking at my concealed weapons permit, talking about my weapon. And the guy was like, oh, my gosh, you know, I pitched a fit. I could have gotten shot. I can't believe this. And I don't know if he was drunk or on drugs. I don't know. Doesn't make any difference. But he's acting like a complete fool. But I didn't get into a situation where I had to use deadly force. He's a lot younger, a lot bigger than me. So I didn't want to get into that situation. There are just people out there. And, you know, and Austin's right. They're just looking for a fight, especially nowadays, as stressful it is. Now they're telling us the food prices are going to go up by 20 percent next year. You know, all the other crazy things that are happening. They're telling us that 20 percent of the people in New York are being diagnosed now with COVID, including my sister, basically, who says now she thinks she has COVID. So you guys pray for her. But guys, don't allow yourself to caught up into the stress of the times and have a real short fuse right now. We don't need short fuses with concealed weapons permits. We've got to protect. We have to protect our Second Amendment rights. And if we as patriots start acting the fool and we start running around shooting people for stupid stuff, which doesn't need to happen, they're going to come after our guns. Then they're going to come after them in earnest. I promise you. Look what Donald Trump did with those Second Amendment laws as far as how he, how he, how he just destroyed them with red flag gun laws. He, Donald Trump did that. I want you guys to know that. Donald Trump pushed that in Florida. He pushed it nationwide. The guy that everybody wants to believe is basically the great patriot. I wish he would just shut up, go away, leave us alone, and get off the media. But they've paid too much money, haven't they? Same thing with Hillary. they got to dust her off and resurrect her from the dead along with Bill, along with Henry Kissinger, who's like 98 years old now. Why the heck isn't that guy dead? Well, there's probably all kinds of reasons for adrenochrome in him, isn't there? And all kinds of transfusions from young people from blood. All oh, these people are so sick. But they always dust them back off. Like I mentioned this before. You got to get the German, you got to get the Germans back out of the casket, the Nazis. The guy who died back in 1945, the German general, you got to dust him off, pull him out of the casket, dust off his uniform, and do another movie about him. <laughs> it's unbelievable. You always got to dust off the bad guy and start it up again. It took too much money to get Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton and Donald Trump to where they are. It did. So they don't want to just walk away from these characters on this play that we're having to deal with. This is a giant circus show, guys. And these guys are all characters in the three-ring circus. Austin, what do you think, bud? What's your next story? Uh, yo, you're exactly right. I mean, this is what it's turned into. And it's interesting. You know, you brought up that incident that happened at the movie theater. I remember back in Tampa. This is back in 2014, if you guys remember this. I think we talked about it on the show after it happened. And in Pasco County Movie Theater, there was a retired police officer. And they, he was in the uh, movie theater. Oh, let me pull it up real quick. He was in the uh, Cobb Grove 16 Theaters in Wesley Chapel. So this retired cops in the movies. And so it was showing Lone Survivor. And the guy sitting in front of him was uh, basically playing on his phone, 43-year-old Chad Olson. And uh, this retired cop told him, get off your phone. But basically the movie started. And the guy basically ignored him, told him basically kick rocks. And uh, so the retired cop got mad at him again, basically told him he needs to get off his phone now. And uh, the guy turned around, 
and bowed up on him and threw popcorn on the retired cop. Retired cop straight pulls pistol out, shot him in the chest twice, killed him, dead on the spot in the movie theater. Said that he was in fear of his life. And uh, it's been an ongoing thing. It's like six years now, going back and forth, back and forth. Because he got a really good attorney. But the truth about it is, at the end of the day, whether he was right, whether he was wrong, it was a pretty weird situation. I didn't really agree with a lot of it. I thought it was a bit abrupt. And that's exactly what Dad said. There's something that's escalating, especially in a movie theater or something like that. Just go get security. Be like, dude, somebody needs to get moved out of the movie theater. They threw popcorn on me. I'm not going to deal with this right now. But getting in a gunfight in the middle of a movie theater, as Dad said, it's so important that law-abiding citizen patriots right now that are really doing our best to get the truth out there, we use wisdom in those situations because he's spot on. We start getting in these altercations. They are waiting. They are hoping. They are instigating this stuff to try to happen because then they can use the giant excuse, oh, well, you see what these crazy patriots are doing. You see, see how, how, how nutty they are? They're running around shooting everybody for no reason. This, this has to stop now. We need the United Nations in here immediately to get law and order back. That's where it's going to go. And again, so it's so important when something starts to occur like that, use wisdom and make sure you're doing the best you can to stay out of a situation as much as possible. Also, too, in other news, as we're seeing now more and more, I've seen this over and over again. They're now saying that everybody needs to abandon all their New Year's plans again. You know, this is, again, as we're seeing these ridiculous New Year's changes. Remember we said the same thing. They said the same thing about Christmas, said the same thing about Thanksgiving, said the same thing about July 4th. They're doing everything they can, I've said this repeatedly, to delete and cancel the entire norms and culture that we have here in the United States. They have to remove everything. The only way to bring in the United States to its knees and bring in a new world order is they have to erase the way of life America was. And that includes getting rid of all holidays, Christmas. That's what that's it. This whole stupid woke thing, I can't stand it. That's why I still tell people Merry Christmas and stuff when here, Happy Holidays. It drives me up the wall. You got these hardcore leftists that go, well, it's offensive if you say Merry Christmas. It's not inclusive enough. And I'm like, okay, well, I find it offensive that you don't say Merry Christmas. You say Happy Holidays. So I'm offended that you're offended at me not being offended or whatever. You know, I'm like, this is so stupid now, the way we're going with this. And so my whole thing, and you guys know this, anybody knows me, I don't play that game with anybody. This whole politically correct culture we have now is a complete and total sham. It is a lie from the left in order to make the right, essentially, and I should say the right, the Christians and the patriots self-censor, don't speak their mind, don't stand their ground because it's going to be offensive to somebody somewhere that I don't do what you tell me to do. And I've always got a kick out of that with this whole tolerant left ideology. They want everybody to be tolerant of their perverted behavior, but then as soon as you don't agree with their behavior – they're not tolerant at all of you. They get absolutely militant. It's such a contradictory concept. It shouldn't even be considered to be anything that people follow. But again, a lot of people do. And it's been pushed heavily in the school systems, especially the universities. They've been the worst about it now with breeding this next generation of kids that you know need their safe space with their Play-Doh and they need their pet dog in their corner room because a teacher gave them a B on a test. And they, oh my gosh, I can't deal with this. I'm too stressed out. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to take these exams. I, I shouldn't have to take an exam. Taking an exam is racist now. I should be able to get A's and everything and not have to even come to class. This is what they're saying now. Now in schools in California, I brought this up a couple weeks ago, they're getting rid of D's and F's 
It's going to be A, B, C as far as what your grades are. So the lowest grade you can get is a C, which is passing, because they said it's not right to other individuals that basically can't do the work or they're not as smart as other people. So failing them and giving them an F and a D is racist. So now they're just going to give them a C. So basically everybody passes. Well, if nobody's figured out, that's one of the reasons why this country's turned into such a complete and total sham is the generation that has come up now is a complete and total – they're morons. I mean most of them don't have any work skill ethics. They have no ability to be punctual. They don't have any idea on how to operate anything at all, and they want to get paid like $30 an hour to take out the trash at McDonald's. I mean it's, it's the silliest thing I've ever seen, but again – it's the way they've been trained in the school systems and the cultural Marxism has taken a foot in this younger generation. That's why it's so important. If you have kids, keep raising little Americans. Keep teaching them the right way. What do you think, Deb? Well, often if we, if we don't keep raising Americans and, and children, and my dad told me that. That's what happened with Rome. Rome stopped raising little Romans, and that's why Rome fell. And, you know, I've had a lot of you guys, you know, contact Sharon and say, wow, that really is – Something that we really thought about. And, you know, and it, it makes, it makes all the difference in the world when you realize that, you know, if you don't pay attention to the little things, they start falling through the cracks. Like, I mean, how do you raise the child? Are you doing a Bible study with them? Are you praying with them every day? Are you praying with them before they go to bed at night? Are you sitting down and taking family time with your children and your teenagers every single day and saying, I don't care how scheduled, how busy you are with your schedule. I don't care that you guys want to go out on the boat today or you want to go party all night or whatever the heck you're doing when you're gone and leave the house. I don't care. We're going to sit down and we're going to have family time and we're going to talk and we're going to chit chat for at least 10 or 15 minutes. You know, what does the average teenager spend with their parents? Like 30 seconds a day? Something stupid like that? It can't be that way, guys. You've got to take the time and you've got to tell them they're living in your house. They're 12, 13, 14, 15, 17, 18 years old and they're still living with you. You can say sit down. They don't want to sit down. You say sit down. Shut up. You can do whatever you want to do. But they've got to listen to you. They can't keep doing what they're doing and not thinking there's going to be any consequences. Because if we don't teach consequences to the children, look at the United States. Look what's happened to our republic. Look at the consequences. Look at how this group of people, this Kabbalist Luciferian group, has come in now. They do whatever they want to do whenever they want to do it. And they don't think about the consequences of what it's going to do to the nation as a whole. They pushed the Roe v. Way. They pushed the prayer out of schools. They pushed all the stuff, you know, 60 years ago. And look where we are now. And it's sad because no one considers consequences. You got to drop dominoes, and you got to teach yourself to do this, like playing chess. You got to think. You got to think three or four moves ahead. Or like playing pool. If you're playing pool or billiards or snooker or whatever, and you learn how to get the ball or to hide the ball or to hide the cue ball or whatever, you got to learn to think about that in advance, where your next position is going to be, where your next shot's going to be. That's what they don't do and they don't teach in the schools anymore. They don't teach dropping dominoes. If you do something, like if you decide you don't want to stay in school and you're going to go do this, what are the, what's the domino drop? What are the, give yourself 10 solutions of the possibilities of what could happen and drop the dominoes all the way to the end. In business, we call that a cost-benefit analysis. That's what it's called. You do a T-chart. So the pros and the cons on both sides of the T-chart, and you say, okay, these are the benefits and these are the cons. What happens if I do this? What are the cons going to be? What happens if I do this? What are the cons? What are the benefits going to be? And be honest with yourself. If you need to, sit down with your wife. Sit down with your kids. Say, look, you know, I told Harrison years and years ago, he's, he's my child, my young man who's basically in his third year of law school. I told him, I said, here you are in a circle, and you've got a 100 doors right now in this circle all around you that are open to you. You make a certain decision, circles 
the circle changes and doors start closing. And sometimes these doors close completely and you can't open them again as far as what you're going to do with your life choices. The key here as a child is to make as many choices as you can as a young child that are going to keep all of those doors open for you so you can make a choice later on in your life what you want to do with your life. It's like this girl who basically hit this old guy on the airplane. Okay, you know, she chose to be a Playboy model. She chose to be a Baywatch model. She chose to have multiple charges of domestic abuse against her and DUIs. She's made all of these choices now, and all the doors around her are closing. And now finally she hits the 80-year-old guy on an airplane. Well, now she's going to jail okay? because all the doors have been closed to her. And this is one of the reasons that when people are 18 years old, sometimes it's the peak of their life because they haven't made enough bad choices yet to close all the doors because their parents are still trying to help them make choices. And I see it over and over and over again. So kids, listen to me. Make good choices. Listen to Jim Rohn, J-I-M-R-O-H-N. Listen to his weekend seminars and learn how to think through problems before they start causing additional problems. It's very important. I could do a whole show on that. And by the way, Israel now has launched a massive attack to change the subject on a Syrian port again. The fires are burning for 14 hours. Now, this is completely unprovoked. I may add that. And the second such major attack this month on Syria's key northern city, the port of Lakteka, was struck overnight by multiple Israeli missiles erupting in huge fireballs and massive damage with the blaze appearing to burn into the morning and even into the afternoon of Tuesday. Syrian state described at around 3.21 a.m., the Israeli enemy carried out an aerial aggression with several missiles from the direction of the Mediterranean targeting the container yard. There was also damage to a nearby hospital. By many accounts, this marked a much larger strike compared to a similar attack on the port weeks ago. Likely Israeli warplanes flying over the Mediterranean launched the attack with some reports suggested cruise missiles. Live footage aired by state television showed flames of smoke in the container terminal, according to further details. Now, I'm posting this on the website. The reason I'm bringing this up is they got to own this for what, they did, what they're doing right now. This is an unprovoked attack on Syria again because they don't want that Qatar pipeline going through. This was all this is about, this whole civil war over there in Syria. We talked about this many times. Guys, think about it for a second. If someone did that to the United States, what would our retaliation be? Think about that. You can't just run around bombing people because you want to bomb them all the time. But we give them a pass, don't we, because of the Schofield's Reference Bible, because the Christian Zionists are so adamant about they have to support Israel no matter what Israel does. I remember I had a friend of mine who was a Christian. She said one time, she said, I don't care if Israel causes World War III and destroys and kills 7 billion people on the planet. I'm going to support them. And I thought, wow. You are brainwashed. Guys, listen to me. We have to go by what the word of God says. The word of God says that if we're Christians, that we're to love one another, not run around bombing and killing each other. This has got to stop. And we've got to stop giving Israel passes on all this stuff because it's not okay. If Russia did it, they wouldn't get a pass. If China did it, they wouldn't get a pass. The only people who seem to get passes are NATO countries. We get to go in and we get to go in and bomb Iraq. We get to go bomb Kuwait. We get to go bomb everybody we want to bomb whenever we want to bomb it. You know, when Kuwait was invaded by Iraq back in the 90s. Nobody gave them a pass. So why do we keep giving passes? And we don't need to do that. We need to be talking about what they're doing, why they're doing it, and what the consequences are and what the domino drops are. Guys, I had the opportunity to pray for you this morning. I absolutely love you, and I appreciate you so very, very much. Thank you for getting your Health Masters products. Thank you for getting your deodorants and your vitamins and all the other things. If you didn't do it, we wouldn't be here. 
I love you guys. Awesome. Finish it up. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. And, you know, again, we just continue to do the best we can to get this truth and news out there. And I know there's a lot of places in the country and there's a lot of listeners and people all over the world that people are having a, a, a tough fight right now. I get it. I, you know, I, mean, I, I get a lot of emails, a lot of phone calls from people all over the country. And there's certain areas right now that just they've gotten horrible. And they're not getting any better as far as the restrictions, the lockdowns, the mandates. And, you know, New York, I saw a video of these NYPD came into this little girls having a little birthday party at this restaurant. And they demand to see all the COVID papers. And they didn't have them. They basically told they had to leave the restaurant immediately or else they're going to be arrested for trespassing. Uh, this, this is an America that was built around the constitutional republic. This is, this is a t- tyrannical nightmare. And we have to understand that it only gets better when everybody starts saying no. We're no longer going to comply with this any longer. So thank you again for the support, my friends. The Cortisol Buster, one product of the week. Be sure to check it out on the home front page of healthmasters.com, Cortisol Buster. If you guys need anything, be sure to give us a call, 1-800-726-1834. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.